Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. Welcome to today's episode of the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. Real lessons from everyday entrepreneurs to help you in your business and take the next level. Learning from folks like our guest today, Dr. Emily Lachon. She is a dentist. She is an entrepreneur. She is an author. She is a mother of three. She has a foundation where she does free dental care for uh, veterans and and the underprivileged in her community. She's a speaker. She does multiple events for entrepreneurs, business owners, dentists, and others. Thank you for being here, Emily. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. How are you today? I am doing very well. I'm doing very well. Emily and I, in a weird way the world works, met in the town of Wise, Virginia, which is a 3,000-person town on the Kentucky-Virginia border. We both had the opportunity to go to the Napoleon Hill Foundation and see some of the archives of Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich. So it was a pretty cool experience, but it's been about two years since we had that opportunity. What have you been up to um, to further your business since that time? Oh, thank you for for letting me share the opportunities. Well, you know, since that time, um, I have become an event organizer. So I've done about five events of my own. It's called Action to Win. And basically what I do is I teach my uh, strategies for success, the high-performance habits that I have developed over the years, the business strategies on how to grow your business. And that comes from my experience owning multiple um, multi-specialty group practices in Southern California for the past 20 years. And I also help highlight and promote other entrepreneurs because I believe that we all have a message, that we, uh, we should share our message with the world, and uh, just so that way everybody can become a little bit better, everybody can run their business a little bit better. And so that's one of my goals um, is to spread that message for us to all collaborate and, um, you know, grow our business multifold so that way we can make a tremendous amount of social impact and change lives all over the world. That's awesome. It's such a great mission. The many dentists that I've met and that I've talked to over the years, they go into dentistry and open their own dental practice, but they never thought from day one that they were going to be entrepreneurs or business owners. It was They were dentists and and the normal course of practice is to start your own practice. Did you start that way or did you know from day one that you were going to be an entrepreneur and do things over and above just your dental practice? Well, you know, I've been very blessed from the very beginning of getting myself exposed to um, certain literatures. We're talking about back in the day when when you read uh, a paper newsletter or when you buy VHS tapes, right, to learn from uh, from other I- industry leaders. And so I started my journey, I think, pretty pretty um, early. I, I bought my first practice in 1997, and um, I've been reading and studying since then. And, and when you learn from leaders, you always see that they go above and beyond, and they always reach more people, and they always do more than what a, quote, normal person would do. So from the very beginning, I've had that idea that I can make greater impact. And as time goes on and with more 
um, you know, investment in myself, learning, and, you know, working with coaches and mentors, um, I could see the possibility, right? Because being a dentist is wonderful. We, I mean, I change lives every day by creating beautiful smiles and keeping people healthy. But when, when you want to reach more people, you just have to step a little bit beyond the dentist because as dentists, we work in a community. We, we local. Um, but to, to touch lives all over the world, um, that's where I take the step of becoming uh, an international speaker, uh, of writing some books, of creating online courses, and then of creating events because that way I can touch more lives. And, and I think for people to, like if, if they have a bread and butter business in a local community, if they um, invest some time in reading, in learning, they can see that that will broaden their horizon. And I, and I would encourage everybody to do that. So personal development has been a, a big driver in going from buying your first dental practice to, to where you are today. Absolutely, yes. Uh, I agree, and, and we, we've both learned from some of the, some of the best. Um, one of the biggest traits that I've heard from other entrepreneurs that I talk to is being clear about what it is they want and, and where it is they want to go. How do you and, and how have you gotten clear on your business dreams and, and your focuses and, and how important is it to your ongoing success? Well, I think clarity, which is what you're talking about, is extremely yep. important. Um, when, you, when we are very clear in our values, in what's most important to us, then if we, if we decide and we have to make that decision to design our lives based on those values. And I'll give you a very easy example. If you know that family is important, right, and then you have these conflicts coming up that you have to be at this meeting, that you need to be doing this for your business, or you have your daughter's first recital in kindergarten, um, you're going to easily make that decision. I'm going to be watching my daughter recital without having the guilt that you couldn't make it to that meeting, you couldn't do that other thing for your business. That's because you're clear. You know exactly what's important to you. You know exactly where to focus your energy, your effort, your, your money for that matter. And I think as I'm working with my coaching clients, that's one of the biggest challenges. People go into business and say, I want to make a million dollars, right? Or they go into business and they say, I want to be famous. And, and then, but they forget that all the other obligations that they have in life. And then as they're chasing that dream, whether it's making a million dollars or becoming famous, then they start dropping all these balls on these other obligations, um, that they need to, to have. And then at some point, um, they, they feel frustrated, um, they feel challenged, um, they're not happy. You know, they're on their course to achieve whatever it is that they think they wanted, but then they sacrifice other things that are also very important to them. And, and, and that even go for your day-to-day -day, uh, business. Let's say you're a, a dentist or you're an attorney, you're a business owner. Even if an employee come up to you and challenge you about something or ask you for a favor or want certain things from you, you can also make that those very simple daily decisions based on how clear you are and what you need to do. I have um, people who approach me and ask me, you know, can you do this, can you do that? And unless it's aligned with my goal, 
uh, my values, unless it's aligned with what I'm trying to do at this particular moment, like at this particular month or whatever, what's the most important project is, it's very easy for me to say no. It's very easy for me to put that request on a do-it-later list, right, as long as it's okay with the other person and not losing my focus and not losing my, you know, and not getting distracted. And I think um, that's how somebody can just kind of charge on and do whatever they need to do and still be happy, not not getting sidetracked because of other people, let's say criticism, um, other people saying things about you. I'll give you a very, you know, easy example like me. Um, from when we met until now, I have become an international speaker. And I've traveled to a couple of countries. Um, I've established friendships in in multiple countries, I'm getting on other people's stages, and that is because I have made the decision that it's very important for me to get my message out, right? To to get what to what I want to share with the world, and leveraging all my connections and all my friends to help me spread the message. And in doing that, um, people will tell me all the time, "How did you get from there to here?" in such a short amount of time was because I was determined to do that and I was very clear that that's what I want to do and I do everything that I could to get to my goal. Uh, that's awesome and, I, and I'm so glad you said that because one of the reasons why I <clears throat> wanted to interview you for this podcast was because I have seen where, where you were, which was a very success, successful dentist, and following you on Facebook and other events that we've been to and knowing people in common, that now you've got multiple businesses, multiple things that you've achieved. And that story was so inspiring, not only to me in seeing you do it because we have a friendship, but in lessons that you can teach others that you can do more than you're doing today, no matter what level of success you are at. And it's about being clear about what you want, like you said, and then it's about leveraging opportunities, leveraging relationships, lever leveraging your knowledge to do so. So in getting from being a successful dentist to getting on stages, how were you able to leverage different opportunities and areas and people to do so in such a short amount of time? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I think sometimes people forget is to leverage the expert. And what I mean by that is to have somebody who would mentor you or who would coach you, who would show you the way. Because sometimes what we do is then we try to recreate the wheel, right? We think that we're starting from from zero. But actually you don't. If you reach out to your friends, maybe they already have a stage. Um, maybe like you, that you already have a podcast. If I reach out to you and say, you know what, I'd like to share my story on my podcast, um, on, on your podcast, and I know you have followers, all of a sudden, I already got my message out to a lot more people than if I were to start it on my own. So leveraging the expert and the connection, that's some, so what, one of the things that people sometimes forget. They, they remember all the friends, but then they don't remember what the friends could do for them if you put in your servant heart. Right, so so you come to your friends, to your connection, with the intention to serve, and then they will help you do that if they see that that's your real intention. You're not taking advantage of other people. One of my mentors is, is uh, Sharon Lecter, and 
And as you know her, she's, she's world famous. She knows a lot of people. She, she does a lot of things. And, but I don't come to her and say, could, could you please connect me to so-and-so, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I work with her, and, you know, and she knows that in my heart I want to be of service. Right, whether it is to my coaching clients or maybe to uh, somebody's audience, that's why I want to be on stage. That's why I want um, to serve. And at some point, she would make a connection, right? But I want to leverage her as an expert. And and just like you, we know multiple experts, and people sometimes forget to leverage that. The other thing is, you know, you need to be doing something and, and so- in order to leverage those relationship. So for example, I have my own, um, I used to have my own radio show. I'm going to change it to a podcast because of the traveling schedule. It got, <laughs> it got in the way too much, <laughs> right? But I have that. Then I have my event, right? I have my coaching client. So if I come to you and say, you know, i like to be on your podcast and then you can be on my podcast, right? Or I want to be on your stage and then you can be on my stage. We, we essentially, we're trading. Right, we're trading our expert space, and that's another way to get onto different platforms when you have something to offer. But it goes back to you know exactly what you want, and you know what it takes to get to what you want. Because if what it takes to get to what I want is to do certain things, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Now, before I decide I want to be a coach, um, I'm a dentist. Right, I own two practices currently. I have never networked ever, right? I would go to a seminar and uh, just to learn. And I have to really took myself out of that shell. And then I started going to networking. And I'm still uncomfortable doing that because it's still fairly new. Uh, when I go to an event, I need to find people and actually try to introduce myself and say, hey, I'm so-and-so and I want to do this. Um, so all of that, I've done all of that out of my comfort zone because I know what I want because I want people to know me as this person, like as Emily, high-performance leadership trainer, Emily, international speaker. And then the last thing they would know is, is Emily, dentist. Oh, by the way, I do also want people to know that I'm the best mom in the world. That one is always very important. Always need to stick that one in there. And so because <laughs> I'm very, not pushy, but, you know, very straightforward and 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 very clear in what I want, people start supporting, right? When you when you put the words out there that you need help, but you're very vague and, and people don't know how to help you, that's difficult. But when you put the words out there that I need help and I want to do A, B, C, right? People just start connecting with you and they will help you if they can or they connect you to somebody who would help you if they can. Like I went to India um, last year two times. And by the second time I went, I was putting on my own event. Um, and then I have all these friends from India. And you think Wait, about so it, you went to India once to speak, and then you went back to India and already were able to host your own event. Right. So the, right. So the second time was kind of a follow-up to the first time because it was kind of a two-time event that I'm working with somebody. But then the second time I went, I um, put on my own event. I went on another person's stage. It's called the Will Forum. Uh, and that was an introduction through Sharon Lecter. And then I went on a Facebook TV with another friend, and then I spoke to his company. So all of this come from leveraging. It come from letting people know, you know, I'm already here. I want to serve. I want to help. 
I want to spread the message, and then they help me get onto those platforms. And, and so all of those are action steps, and the action steps come from knowing where you want, what you want, where you want to go, and how, how are you, you know, going about doing that. So for me, to get my message out, if it is to get on different platforms, then yes, I'm going to say yes to podcasts. I'm going to say yes to being on stage. I'm going to say yes to being on Telesummit. I'm going to say yes to, um, you know, doing interviews. And going along with that is sometimes traveling, right? <laughs> right. So, right. so you, you, you know what you want, and then you have to take, you have to take some of those sacrifices. As long as it's in alignment with what you want and your goal, I think that we should all be okay with it if that's, our, if that's what our decision is. That's great. So, so you, you get clear about what it is you want, and then you utilize and leverage the opportunities in front of you, and you say yes to the ones that fit and, and that align with uh, your passion and your mission. Right. And. And in order to do all of these things, you have to be unbelievably productive with your time. How have you managed your time, been so productive in everything that you do to allow yourself to do all of these different things? And, and what tips can you share that, that you've implemented to increase that productivity? Yes, so I, I believe that we are all productive in our own way, um, depending on what we think is important, right? And so when we when we talking so what we're discussing here is being productive in work and being productive in your business. Really, you wanna you want to um, equate that to results. So it doesn't mean I'm, I've been busy all day long. It it means more like I've been busy and I got three leads. I've been busy and I got one client. I've been busy and I got two speaking engagements. So judge your productivity based on results because once you do that, all of a sudden, even if you're busy, you're, you're, you're looking at it and you say, wait, 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 I'm not, but I'm not getting anywhere. One of the exercises that I usually have my client do is to write down everything that you do in a day, like what you do every day, and then put a check mark next to the activity that actually produces income. And when people do this, all of a sudden they see that they're doing 20 things, but only three of them is producing money. So then the next step is to look at it and say, which one of these can I delegate to somebody that maybe I'm just going to pay a smaller wage so I can free up my time to do more of the things that actually create income. And so that's one thing is to get very clear in what activity should you do to create the income and to get to the outcome that you want. Um, Secondly, Obviously, just like everybody else, I have a schedule. And, you know, it all depends on what you put on your schedule. But on my schedule, some of the main things is, number one, is family time. So it's always go on there first. So I know um, when is the next choir performance of my boys, right? And I know <laughs> right. uh, when is the next big birthday party, right? Because the, the birthday is one day, but when we do the party, that's important too, right? <laughs> because right, I mean, exactly. Right, we may not be able to do the party on the same, you know, on the on the actual day because you know kids go to school or, or whatever, and and so you put those on there, and then you you make a schedule for certain activities that create income. For example, I would have a schedule of my speaking opportunities, right, and then I'm looking at it and say, okay, this month there's nothing going on, so now we need to book something for that month, 
right? Or this month there is a speaking engagement, and I know from that speaking engagement, because I'm working with certain people or I'm collaborating with certain people, I know that I'm going to be able to get more speaking engagement. Um, so have a content-creating uh, calendar. If you're writing blogs, if you're writing articles, put it on your calendar so you know that day, you know, the first Monday of the month at 3 p.m. from 3 to 4, I'm supposed to be writing the article. Once you commit to that, you'd be surprised that you're consistently writing articles. But if you don't have that on your schedule at a, at a particular time, you're going to see that, oh, this month I'm so busy, I think I'll just write two blocks next month, and I'm not doing it this month. So to compart- compartmentalize your time based on your goals for things that actually produce results. I think that's one way to make it very productive. Uh, for example, when I went to India, I was there for one week. So I was there Saturday Saturday until Sunday the following week. And um, so my speaking engagement was on Sunday. And then I have the other speaking engagement on Friday. So I said, okay, I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> 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 I need to put something in here. And that's what happened. That's how I, you know, I put on my own event in the middle of the week because we actually, I actually had to travel to another city. Um, and then, you know, having, and then once I went to that city, my other friend brought me to speak to his group at, you know, the following day. So because he knew I have to travel to that city anyway, so we went from Bangalore to, um, to um, Mumbai and New Mumbai. So I was there only for two days, like coming in Wednesday morning, leaving Thursday night. And during that time, we did, the, we, we did my event, we did a, a Facebook Live TV, we spoke to his team. And so I told him, okay, I went to Mumbai and I didn't see Mumbai, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, actually there was a typhoon. And so I was lucky that people actually show up to my event because the typhoon was, um, the instruction were no school, school got canceled, people should stay home. And uh, so, you know, sometimes we, you, the weather just doesn't cooperate. But my whole point of sharing that with you is I could easily go there and say, I have four days to relax, right, from the first speaking engagement to the next speaking engagement. But for me, I just want to leverage all the time that I, that I have there so I could be serving more people. And so the intention has to be there. If you have that intention, then you will create a course of action and then you commit to those actions. And then you'd be surprised how people just kind of come together and support you. So the more active that you are, the more opportunities that you give yourself to, to have success, the more that tend to find you then. Right. And like, we, like I said earlier, to leverage the experts and leverage the connection. Um, let people know that this is what you're doing. Let people know that this is what you're seeking, and then people will come and support you rather than you're just, okay, I need to do this on my own, and I need to find this, and I need to find that. Um, you know, people use Facebook for personal, right, to connect and everything, and I do that to a certain, to a certain extent. I really do use Facebook for leverage, <laughs> You know, so right. I'm part of different groups, and I go in there and I post, you know, like my whatever my my tips, my strategies, and then I ask for help. Like I need help. I want to do this. Who can help me do this? Right. So I don't. I'm not on there to 
talk about, you know, personal things and what am I doing this weekend for fun. It would be more like this weekend I'm planning this. Who wants to help? Who, who wants to contribute? That kind of thing. And I love that you said that because so many times we look at other people's success and we, we think to ourselves, how did, they, how did they do that? How did they do all of that themselves? That sounds so hard. But mm-hmm. what you're saying is that if you tell people what it is you're doing and what you're seeking, other people will put those opportunities to you so you don't have to do it all yourself. Right, right. So, for example, when I went to India, I post that I'm going to India, that I'm going to speak at this event. So if you can come join me, come join me. I'm going to speak at that event. And then, and then when I plan, okay, I'm going to do my event, then I post on there. This is all before I go there, right? So I'm actually right. going to also be doing this event. And, the, and, and so people, like if, you, if people were to follow me, they can see that, oh, now she's doing this, now she's doing that, now she's doing that. And, and really, you know, besides being my coaching client where I would walk them through, they can actually just watch that journey and see my planning process because I'm, I'm sharing those kind of things on Facebook so people can see, oh, I just talked to so-and-so today and he invited me to do this. And then when I'm actually there, they can see that I'm actually doing it with him. Right, so they 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 can see how I share my planning process and how committed I am to doing all that. And, and for all of you listening to the podcast today, listen to what Emily's saying. Not only um, in in what she did, but think of it: how can you do the same thing? If you're going on a business trip, or you're going even on a family vacation, if you tell the world you're going on a fam- family vacation to. Disneyland, and while you're in Anaheim, you would love to do a speaking engagement. You'd love to get involved in a local meetup group. You would love to meet other people in your industry. You'd be amazed at how many people will say, oh, I know someone that can help. So don't just listen to her success and, and congratulate her on it. Listen to what she did and model the same behavior. Because yeah, and, and I'm not saying all that to share the success. I'm saying all that to let you know that if I can do it, you can too. Because just like I said, when we met, um, you know, I wasn't doing all this. And and so two years ago, if you were to like go back and look at my Facebook page, there's nothing posted on there. It's just, <laughs> you, you know, and then all of a sudden there's all these things that I'm doing. And and one of my friends in a dinner world, he said, you know, it, it, you're a speaker and it seems like you just fall down from the sky. Like all of a sudden, you know, you're speaking in a dental event. And I said, no, I've been doing this. It just, it wasn't in front of dentists, right? But and all you right. can do is just to look back at that journey and you can see everything I do. And there were some weeks that it wasn't fun because it's like three events in one week. But again, if that's my goal is to get out and do that, I'm going to commit and I'm not going to complain, right? Because sometimes people commit to different things, and then they complain about it. And for me, that's because they're not clear. They're not clear why it's important for them to do that. It, it, it would be like you're raising a kid and you're complaining you know, <laughs> <laughs> about raising the kid. Well, you want the kid, and the commitment is to be a parent. And this is nothing different with your business. You wanted the business. You need to make the commitment to grow that business. and Everybody has difficulties. Everybody has the right to, to rant or to vent or to complain. But at the same time, seek 
help, seek counsel, seek experts who can help you along the way because you're not alone. That's the, that's the other thing is sometimes people say, well, I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm stuck. And, and for me, it's, you know, I'm not tech savvy. I actually never wanted to use email when email came out years, years ago. <laughs> And I was forced to use the email because there's a dental company, uh, Invisalign, that when they came out, the only way to communicate with them was through email. And I actually had my husband create an email for me. And I said, <laughs> I need to talk to this company. <laughs> so you got, you got on board with email because it was necessary for your business. Yes, because we had to communicate. We have cases going back and forth, and the only way to communicate is through email. Because like you can't, you can't call them and discuss the case. It has to be through email, and that's when I first created my email, and and now I have a couple of emails, and and all of them are you know business related. Um, and so again, going back, why do you need to do that, and what is the reason, and you know how are you using it? Because you know, you know how. Just for example, you see how people walking around, everybody have a phone and everybody's always on the phone. And I would tell my kids back in many, many years ago, the only people who have a phone, who have a cell phone, and they're talking on it is because that's what the business dictates, right? So maybe you're a trader, maybe you're a real estate agent where people are calling you, you know, you need to take them to go see something. Now everybody's on the phone talking about stuff. And then everybody is busy, and everybody say they have no time. But they, they have the time. They're just spending the time on the wrong thing. Thank you for that. That's great. One, one last question for me, and, and it goes along with sort of what you said on email, about email. You, you had to get on email. You had to get outside of your comfort zone and do something different because that was the mode of communication that that, that company needed for you if you wanted to use them. So think about a time when you had to take a big leap of faith to get to the next level of success, the success that we've talked about today, and how important was a coach or advisor in making that happen? You know, it has always been important for me to have a coach or an advisor. Um, it's probably because of my background. I, I grew up in Vietnam. Both of my parents were teachers. They were both philosophy teachers. And I lost my mom at a young age, and then I left my country when I was 13 years old. I left my dad back there. Um, so I escaped the, the communist country with my aunt. Um, we were on a boat for seven days. We lived in a refugee camp for several months, and then we came to the United States. And when I came... Besides my aunt, there was no nobody else. So when I went to school, you know, I got my first ESL teacher, English as a second language teacher, <clears throat> and he's like a father figure. He doesn't know that, that, but that's just how I view him, right? Like, I need to be able to speak better. I need to be able to write better to make this man proud because he's my first teacher. And then going along the way, it's always been there's a teacher figure, there's a leader figure that I follow that I get my inspiration from. And I think for, for people, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to make that decision. I, I don't have the money to invest in a coach. I don't have the money to follow a leader, whatever it is. I would say start with wherever you are, with whatever you have. Maybe you just need to buy a book. 
buy that person's book and read it. Maybe you just need to buy that person's course and read it. When you have the chance, go to that person's event and seminar. And then when you make that decision, okay, I actually want to go to the next level and I want this person to coach me, just look at the progress that you have made from learning from that person and, you know, talk to yourself about how that it makes sense to make that next level of investment. It's, it's almost like when you're living in an apartment and now you decide to buy a house, right? It's a big leap. You know it's a leap in the right direction. You know it's a bigger investment. But look at all the benefits that you have when you have a house versus living in an apartment. And, and that's an investment in your personal life. I'm talking about your business life, which will affect your personal life. So uh, for me, one of the investments <coughs> were deciding that I need to be on stages. And, and, you know, I already have my coach and my mentor, but I, one of the things that I did is, okay, I need to be on stages and nobody knows me, right? So maybe I need to become a sponsored speaker, and that means that I pay for the speaking engagement. So you pay to speak. And so that's where I started, right, paying to get a speaking slot in an event. And I wasn't used to that. I mean, I've never done that before. I mean, I wasn't even speaking on stage before. But I know that that's going to jumpstart my speaking career, and that's what I did. And I think for anybody out there, maybe you've been through that journey, um, and, and you may remember the first time you did that, and you're just like, I'm not sure if this is right, but I, <laughs> but I know this is the only way for me to get on that stage. And I actually did that at one of the events um, where my mentor, Sean Lecter, was speaking on. And my goal there was I want to share the stage with her. That was my number one goal. And so I invested in that speaking opportunity. And little did I know that a year later, she went to my event and spoke on my stage. And that was a very big deal to me. Um, I could have saved the money, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But my, po- my point here is, I, you know, the drive was so, so big. It's like she, she's going to be speaking in Utah, and it's not too far, and it's a stage where, you know, the I don't remember how many people were there, but there's an opportunity to pay and be on that stage. And I said, I'm going to do that. And that, that was my goal was to share the stage with her. So I would be able to say, I share the stage with Sharon Lecter, right? And, and so I think when you're very clear in what you want, then you, you're going to find that path. And once you say, okay, that's the path to that, there's an investment to that, you make the investment because you know it's important. It, it, like I said, going back to buying a house, you know, I, I joke all the time, everybody buy a house and then have an empty house with no furniture, right? Right. <laughs> We've all been there. Right. Because you spend the money to get into that house, and you know that that's what you're going to face. And so it's just like any of your business investment, but you, you need to make that difficult step in order to get better. Now we all have furniture in our house, I assume, right? Or too much furniture, but we all started like that. And so if you are at that point where you want to make a change, where you know that you can do more, where you know that you just need a little help, that's when you look into investing in a coach, in a mentor, or maybe an online course, 
because you know that will help you help propel you forward and make that first big leap. Could be a small leap, but usually to you, it's a very big leap. It's a big leap. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything today. I really appreciate it. Your your story's great. Your ideas, your successes. How can the listeners get in touch with you and and, and learn more and and continue to follow you? Yeah. Well, thank you for asking me that. Well, the listeners can and check out my website is dremilyletran.com. So it's D R E M I L Y L E T R A N dot com. Um, they can see my uh, online courses there. I, they can see some of the videos there. They can see some of the events that I'm doing. They can listen to my podcast. And they um, can also download my business report, um, or they can go straight to a link, exceptionalleverage.com forward slash business report. It's a, it's a multiple-page report where I share part of my story, and I share the strategies on how I have grown my business. Uh, I have my dental practices for the past 20 years, um, how I've grown multi-location business with staff, with associates, leveraging what I know, leveraging the experts, um, and to fast-track your business to high performance. Thank you so much. Uh, Please get in contact with Emily. She's got a lot more to share than we had today. And thank you, Emily, for your time. I very much appreciate it. And thank you to listeners and look forward to the next episode of the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. Thank you so much, Adam, and thank you for taking out the time to do the podcast to serve the community of entrepreneurs. You're very welcome. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.